You are listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with John Pemba and Andrew Cooper. What is going on, everybody? Jonathan here with Andrew Cooper. Welcome into the Quick Out Fantasy Football Show. Coop, we've made it. Week we- one of the NFL season is just a day away. I mean, kick off. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Chiefs, Lions, kicking us off. Week one, Thursday Night Football. It's time, dude. And I love all the shows leading up to this one, all the philosophy, all the speculating. But these shows from here on out for the rest of the season, every Wednesday, just hitting the slate, hitting the schedule, telling you who you can trust, who you can't trust, you know, prop bets we like, lines we like. This is my favorite. This is what it's all about, dude. This is this is real fantasy football. I know the speculation is fun, but now we're playing, and this is where leagues are won, really. After week one, after week two, the waiver wires, man, that's where you get guys like James Robinson. That's where you get the league winners, man. So I'm pumped. I'm fired up. Yeah, I, I am absolutely ready to go here um again week one fantasy football all the prep everything that we've done here has been for this moment right coop uh drafts have been happening uh some drafts still to come again league kicks off tomorrow um we thought maybe we escaped uh escaped some of the the struggles of the injury bug here coop but uh we have to kick off today's show with some some news yeah it's crazy man where Usually it's earlier in the off seasons, during preseasons, during practices. First, you know, first padded practice, people got, you know, the maybe you have like a lingering knee and it turns into something more serious. It's not that often that it's right before kickoff that we get something like this. But man, you got Cooper Cup re-aggravating an injury and they said he's day to day. But Johnny flies out to Minnesota to see a right. specialist. Does that sound like a guy who's going to play this week? Uh, not not to me. Not, not to me, it doesn't sound like uh, someone that's going to play. The fact that uh, the latest reporting was that he was still in Minnesota. So, uh, you know, hopefully that uh, we get some more updates there. But you have to assume at the very least uh, that he is going to be missing week one uh, of the NFL season. Now, again, he was a player. We talked about this on the Alarm Fantasy Football Show yesterday. Uh, he was someone that I wasn't really keen on drafting anyways. You know, he's still being drafted in the first round. Um, you know, I understand his target volume last year was pretty good. He's coming off the record-breaking season the year before that. Uh, but I had questions about the quarterback play still. You know, can Matt Stafford stay healthy? Once again, we didn't really see much of Stafford here. You know, dealing with the elbow last year, dealt with the back before that. He's an old guy that's taking a lot of damage, starting to get beat up. Um, you know, I, I think that for me, I was fading cup, and, and now I, I don't see how you draft him in the first. Yeah, I, I was already with you where I wasn't really loving him. You know, I was taking him if need be. Uh, I was actually kind of betting some of the lines, some of the unders on his, you know, Vegas had him set at like 1,300 yards and 100 catches. 107 catches was one of the lines I saw in DraftKings where I, I had the unders on those even before this injury. So, I mean, those are all down now, obviously. But, uh, yeah, not super excited about that. And to make matters worse, another first-round pick, already banged up the big news from yesterday travis kelsey man travis kelsey so many people came to me and they said you know on my timeline replying to my tweets replying to my reddit messages whenever i'm trying to tell you give you a strategy not just for tight end but for late round tight end how to figure it out people would just say haha travis kelsey and then who cares right i'm just taking travis kelsey so i don't have to think about it well guess what buddy now you gotta start thinking about it because this guy's got a uh, they're saying it's a bone bruise which those are pretty rough. Uh, yeah. The good news is that they heal 
it's almost like a broken bone that in terms of like once it's healed, it's healed. You don't have to worry about re-aggravation, which is much better than a ligament or a hamstring or anything like that. But that it a bone bruise sucks, man. That mm-hmm. that hurts and you can't play with that. So uh, I expect a couple weeks at least. So and especially with the game on Thursday. You gotta make other plans, man. Yeah, gotta make other plans. Listen, listen uh, those Travis Kelsey managers sounding a lot like the Jonathan Taylor managers last year, right? I'm not gonna draft Christian McCaffrey. He's injury prone. Jonathan Taylor hasn't never missed a game since high school, and then look what happens. Travis um, Kelsey, he's never been hurt. He's the safest play on the board. I'm gonna trade take Travis Kelsey. Injuries happen. Coop, what do we say at the start of every year? I'm not playing doctor. I'm Dr. not trying Fortune to guess Taylor. what player is going to get hurt this year. I know uh, because you sound kind of silly when you when you do right. So yeah. I don't like the victory lap injuries on Twitter or really on here. So I haven't done. I haven't really done that. But I just want to say how ironic it is. All the people that came to me and said I'm not drafting Darren Waller because he's going to get hurt. Instead, I'll take Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews or George Kittle. Right. All those dudes are banged up right now. Right. So good job avoiding. Uh, the landmines on that one. Yeah, this isn't I even think. a victory lap on the injury. It's just saying, like, the, the ideology. Right, that, the ideology is right. Like, don't say guys that are healthy. Right, because you think a player's going to get hurt or not. Like, that, you just don't know. It's a contact sport. These things happen all the time, um, you know. So just just exactly uh, getting in, getting into it there. What other top news do we have? I just want to say one last thing, especially with running back, where, like, predicting running back injuries – that's like being a weatherman and saying it's going to be sunny every day. You know what I mean? Like the odds are in your favor. If you just say, oh yeah, this guy's going to get hurt. The odds are that he's going to miss a game or two. Just like if you go out and say it's going to be sunny every day, you're going to be the the, the best weatherman out there. But you're, you know, the, the reality is trying to pick individually where and when it's going to rain. That's the tough part. And it's not worth really doing. So uh, that's why I just take the best possible guys. If, if everyone's healthy, I take the best possible guys. That's it. If they're actually hurt, I will fade them. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree with you there 100%. Any other news you wanted to discuss here before we start breaking down these game previews? Again, the Quick Out Fantasy Football Show during the season, we hit each game. We we go through, we give the top stories, news, our, some betting takes here, give you the information you guys need to know to get you ready for your fantasy football matchups. Yeah, so just real quick, it's the injury news Uh Good news on Mark Andrews. He's expected to return to practice today. We're going to keep an eye on that. But if he's practicing today, he's in there, you know. And the good thing about Mark Andrews that really doesn't exist for any other tight end is that if he is out, I actually have no problem putting Isaiah likely right in the lineup. And it's unlikely that other people are holding that player. So Mm -hmm. he's the one guy that has that out. Like people are going to try and start Noah Gray. It's not quite the same. Like I've actually seen Isaiah likely go out and have a bunch of targets with Andrews out. Uh, so anyway, uh, the other ones, you know, Zach Moss is back at practice. That just kind of make things, makes things annoying. And Terry McLaurin, they're optimistic he might come back. But anyway, let's just get into the games because we don't have a lot of time, John. we got to hit every <laughs> single game for this slate. we got an hour. Let's get into it. Thursday Night Football Lions at Chiefs. The Chiefs are giving seven. It's a 54-and-a-half game total. We saw this at 50 uh, – sorry, 54-game total. We started at 54-and-a-half. We started dumped down to 53-and-a-half. Now back up to 54. The Travis Kelsey reaction kind of pulling back. Uh, when we're looking at this matchup here, the obvious must play is here. Kelsey, or sorry, no longer Kelsey, obviously, because he's going to be out. Uh, Mahomes, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jameer Gibbs. Anybody else, though, when we're looking at now the Chiefs pass catchers? I mean, Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice, anybody like that for Kansas City on their pass catching side of the ball? Yeah, honestly, like David, like, 
where I'm still like Jameer Gibbs. I actually, I actually heard something from Dan Campbell that said they might ease him in, which that doesn't sound like what people thought and what you would want from a first round pick. I'm willing to start David Montgomery where I need to. Uh, a lot of places where I have him, he's like my fourth or fifth RB, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, he's not a bad play, especially in DFS or uh, you know if you play a standard league. I actually might even rank David Montgomery ahead of Jameer Gibbs in standard. I don't play standard, so I have Gibbs ranked ahead in all the formats I play. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, it's not crazy to start him. Definitely not crazy to start Pacheco or McKinnon either. Uh, depending on the build of your lineup, those are guys that you picked. If I went high risk, high reward, like say I took like a Joe Mixon and then Alvin Kamara as my second guy, the places where I picked Pacheco, McKinnon, I was planning on using those guys. And McKinnon had 71 targets last year. So definitely feel free to get those guys in there. Uh, the other one that I'm actually starting in lineups that I've made, uh, the yin and yang tight end strategies where I take a safe guy uh, as my starter and then a risky guy as a bench dash. Sometimes I just take two yang-yang players. I have Dalton Kincaid and Sam Laporta. I'm ranking Laporta over Kincaid this week, just in a better matchup, shootout potential. So I'm starting Sam Laporta in a few spots. But beyond that, I might consider Sky more. Otherwise, I'm not. I'm not really interested in playing that guessing game, John. Uh, with the Chiefs wide receivers, would you start like a Marvin Jones or a Richie James or anybody in DFS? If you like, if you're doing a uh, just a DFS slate, it's going to be one of the biggest ones of the year. Just this this Thursday game, do you have a ringer or anybody that you think that that you're feeling okay about from either the Chiefs or, or you know a Josh Reynolds or anybody? Yeah, I think Reynolds or Jones feels interesting because if you're even though Kelsey's not in the lineup here, you still have to think Kansas City's going to be putting some points on the board, which means you're going to be seeing. Uh, the Lions have to throw. You know, I don't. I mean, I know the Lions' plan of success in this game is going to try to be controlling the game on the ground and try to keep Mahomes off the field. But you know, that only lasts for so long. And next, you know, you're down a couple of scores and you have to throw. So I don't mind taking some darts on the wide receivers, especially in showdown slates like a Reynolds, who we saw last year have that success with get Jared Goff. They have that chemistry going back to their Rams days. Uh, and then you have Marvin Jones, you know, swinging back around uh, with the Lions. You know, after a couple of years of Jacksonville, so. I don't mind either of those. When it, when it comes to some props, though, you know, I, I now I'm a little worried about the Jameer Gibbs news. I'm trying to see if I can find that quote because I loved his three and a half receptions prop uh, over on Underdog Fantasy. I, I was all over that one, uh, thinking that this is going to be a game where Detroit's going to be playing from behind and utilizing Gibbs in that you know pass catching role. I felt like that was a pretty easy play, but if they're going to limit him to like thirty percent of the snaps because he's a rookie in game one, that would be. A little worrisome, so I'd love to know exactly what they plan there. Honestly, I still actually, even even with like three and a half receptions, I just feel like even, even if he's being eased in, I think right? I still like, like it. Yeah, yeah he's going to have 80 catches this year. How is he going to have less than three and a half receptions? So. Right, and the last one before we move on from this game, I was the guy that was saying all last year, you know, Noah Gray, he gets at least one target every single game. He's He could score a random touchdown. And I was saying, you know, he's free. You could throw him in lineups randomly as a deep, deep dart throw all last year. In this particular game, I'm actually not starting Noah Gray because with the showdown slates, you don't have to start a tight end. And he's going to be a very popular play, people chasing Travis Kelsey in a spot where you don't have to start a tight end, and I actually don't like that here. So uh, after being on Noah Gray all last year, I'm actually, for this particular slate, I'm not in. Yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, I think it's an interesting spot uh, that people are going to gravitate towards if you had Travis Kelsey and you're like, oh, my God, now I need to go – start a tight end the natural instinct is to pick up the guy that's going to start and play him a team uh, pl- a team plan this team the lions planned all summer 
to stop Travis Kelsey. Right. Right. They have a they they probably could use a what fifty percent of whatever power they use to stop Kelsey to stop Noah Gray. So I'm not not super hyped on Noah Gray. It's not yeah. this is not an Isaiah likely situation. <laughs> no, no, it, it is yeah. not. Uh let's move on to the 1 p.m. games now moving on over to Sunday. Uh Panthers Falcons, I think one of the more interesting matchups here just from a, a rookie standpoint, right? right? Uh you, you have the rookie quarterback for the Panthers. Uh yeah, you, you have obviously Bijan Robinson here. Uh, excited to see how they perform in their opening week. Yeah, I mean, this is one where this is a fun one from not necessarily going out and starting people week one, but we're going to learn so much. I mean, the Pan- the Panthers, they went out and got a new quarterback, new running back, three starting new wide receivers, and a new tight end. So we're going to learn a ton here, and it could be a huge opportunity, especially in shallow leagues, to grab somebody off waivers because we don't know who Bryce Young is going to like. What if he comes out and just throws eight targets to Hayden Hurst, right? I mean, there's a world where – uh, you know, Jonathan Mingo is just awesome, right? Like, we don't know what the situation is. Uh, I am starting Bijan. I'm starting Miles Sanders. I'm starting Drake London. And I'm starting Kyle Pitts, especially with how thin all of a sudden the tight end situation has got. I just can't imagine who you're going to start over Kyle Pitts in a situation like this. So there are must-start guys in this this game. It's just there's so many guys that you can't start. It, John, before we move on from this game, if you had to pick a Panthers wide receiver out of DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, Jonathan Mingo, uh, which one would you be most comfortable just putting right into a lineup? Probably Adam Thielen, I think. I think so too. Yeah, because uh, I mean, like, just go with the go with the veteran. Yeah, go with the veteran and go with the guy who has the best chance to score a touchdown. In my opinion, I think Adam Thielen. He there's a ability to create separation in the short part of the field. Some guys have it, like Jordy Nelson, and some guys like Julio Jones never really did. And Adam Thielen has it. So. If I'm a rookie quarterback in that area of the field looking for somebody, that's the guy I'm going to. And, you know, if everybody's going to get two, three, four targets, touchdown is going to mean all the difference. So uh, give me Thielen there too. Yeah, listen, I agree with you. Now, again, Falcons are giving three here as a home favorite, 42 and a half. You know, you know the, the the whole adage is, you know, home teams get three, give three points. So Vegas is basically looking at this as a push on a neutral field. I don't think this is a, a push, though. I think the Falcons win this game. So I'm, I'm not touching any of that, dude. I'm yeah. not touching any of it. Uh, maybe the under. Maybe the under. If maybe the under, yeah. I, I just don't. It, too much uncertainty for me. To, I'm trying to, to see if to, I can find a Bijan prop here on underdog, but I'm not seeing it. So yeah. I wanted to see what maybe they, they would have listed his uh, yardage at, but I don't got it. I don't, I don't see them posting that anywhere. So uh, we'll move on. We'll move on to the next yeah. game here on the board. Another one that. Uh, likely a lopsided matchup here. Texans at Baltimore. Uh, Ravens are giving nine and a half, a 44 uh, and a uh, 44 game total here. You have the Todd Munkin offense making its debut and maybe one of its best matchups to put it on display all season against this Houston defense. Yeah, I think that this game right here, I'll say first and foremost, uh, if there's two ways to play your pick'em league, right? You can play the take the best possible game every single week approach, or you can uh, play the pick against the worst team approach, or you can do the get cute approach and look around and say, okay, what team can I pick here that I'm never going to use again and just try and get away with one. If you just want to pick the safest possible game, then you pick the Ravens at home against the Texans, right? Like this is the, I think this is the safest one here. So uh, that's some advice there. If you're, if that's the way you play it, then this is the way to go. Can't hurt picking the Ravens versus Texans. I think they should win this game handedly. Yeah. Uh, as far as fantasy goes, you know, you're starting Lamar Jackson. If if Mark Andrews is a go, you start him. If Mark Andrews is out, I'm willing to start Isaiah Likely in that spot. 
And people will be if, – if that does happen, I think people will be surprised at where I have Isaiah Likely. Super chalk DFS play Isaiah big Likely. Chalk. Oh, big chalk DFS for sure. Maybe even maybe even anyway. Uh, the questions after after that, though, those two guys are really the big dogs in this game. After that, I think you're probably starting J.K. Dobbins, right? I mean, if you drafted him, if you like – there's J.K. Dobbins is one of those players where there's a contingent of people that really like him, and then there's people that don't, and the people that did draft him are probably starting him. I'm, uh, I mean, listen, I drafted him. I, I think this is a huge year for Dobbins. I'm willing yeah. to give him last year as the recovery year. Um, he had some moments where he looked pretty good, and but you were looking at an offense where – you know, their style of play led defenses just to crash down because they had no threat at, at receiver, right? It was Mark Andrews, and, like, once Bateman went down, like, that was it. They didn't have – they were throwing to Sammy Watkins, right, or something like that. Right. Like they had nobody. Right. Now they're going to spread this offense out a little bit. They have some more pass catchers. I think that's going to open things up for Dobbins a little bit more uh, in the running game. So even if he's not a 20-carry a guy, a game guy, if he gets 13 carries, he's a guy that can get 85, 90 yards on that. And here's the most interesting Dobbins stat for me. It, it goes back to actually Greg Roman when he was coaching the 49ers. In the years leading up to Greg Roman playing, uh, calling the plays, these are the targets for Frank Gore. 86, 69, 66, 75, 72. And in those last three games, um, 66, 75, 72, those seasons, he only played 14, 14, and 11 games. The next four games, he played every game. The next four seasons, he played every game under Greg Roman. Here are the targets 31, 36, 27, 19. Greg Roman just did not throw to him. And the very next year, when he went to the Colts, right back up to 58 targets. Mm-hmm. So Greg Roman doesn't like throwing to the running back. What if there's a world where Todd Munkin comes in and says, hey, you know what? This playbook throws to the running back. And J.K. Dobbins, if you get J.K. Dobbins with his yards per carry, and now all of a sudden he's catching 30, 40 balls. Yeah. And we've seen the highlights, obviously. Someone uh, tweeted out a Dobbins college uh, tape yeah. of him just making a whole bunch of catches. You know, yeah. they're like, oh, he can do it. They just didn't do it, given the offense. So that's why I'm a little bit bullish on this. When it comes to receivers, again, another guy that I've been pretty heavily invested in is uh, Zay Flowers. You know, yeah. he's the first-round pick on the kid. Yeah. You look at Bateman coming off of last year's injury and then OBJ, you know, two knee surgeries. You know, Flowers looks like he could be the most explosive player on the field for that team. And a guy that had won, uh, I loved what we saw from him in, in, the, in the preseason uh, where they had Josh Johnson at quarterback. They just threw a little ball out to the flat, and he just used his speed. He didn't even look like he was running that hard. He was blown by defenders and scored like a 30-yard touchdown. Like, that's the play that that guy can make. Little guy that gets out in areas and then uses his abilities to make big plays. Yeah. So, and he's the only one that's really played this offseason. In preseason, no Mark Andrews, no Rashad Bateman, no Odell. I mean, he's looked good out there, and I'm I'm willing to throw him right in there. Honestly, I I love the upside play. Maybe I, I had him ranked for redraft when all was said and done higher than any of the other rookies because he has the best opportunity. Uh, if you had to pick one of these Texans guys before we move on, the the pass catchers, uh, you know Dalton Schultz, obviously an option at tight end. Then you got Nico Collins, Robert Woods, John Mechie, maybe Tank Dell. Thoughts? Uh, pass. Yeah, I know. Can I, can I, can I not? Can I? Just you have to. You have to pick one. For the for the DFSers of the world, Matchy, I guess maybe Tank Dell. They're probably both pretty cheap. Yeah. I, yeah. I just I, I kind of like Nico Collins, man. That like offensive line for Houston is so bad. I, Stroud might get eight, six yeah. sacks. Right? Might not like, actually throw one pass. Not, <laughs> listen, uh, we saw in Week One preseason. I know it's Week One preseason, but the Patriots were in the backfield almost immediately as the time the ball was snapped every single time. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I worry. I worry a little bit about that passing offense uh, for Houston. I don't see any. I don't even see any upside in playing them in DFS this week. I, don't, know, I don't think they score a touchdown. 
I'll target say, leader Devin Singletary. Yeah, I don't think the Texans score a touchdown this week. Wow, that's, um, that's, that's it's not even crazy, honestly. I don't think they score. They're in Baltimore. Open. I don't think they score a touchdown. Yeah, uh, Bengals at Browns here. This is a good one. This could like maybe set the tone for the division. Uh, Bengals are giving one point as a home. Oh, it's a road favorite. Forty-seven and a half game total here. Uh, obviously, the big news is you know Joe Burrow. How healthy is he actually? You know, is that calf good to go? Uh, you have Watson making his season debut. Obviously, last year we know it, how he struggled in his initial um, performances there. But uh, the rest of this team, you know, they're, they're back. They're healthy. I'd love to see how Nick Chubb is now utilized without Kareem Hunt in, in, uh, kind of over his shoulder. But uh, if the Browns go out there and win this game, the whole AFC North is now on notice because most people have Cincy as the runaway favorite in this one. Um Cleveland could be real if Deshaun Watson looks like the guy I did two years ago, three years ago. I'll tell you what, John. Uh, you know me. I only, I don't, I don't. I'm not the kind of guy that has action on every single game. I only bet the ones I really feel good about. And I actually like taking the Browns in this one. And Corey Parson, another another guy, Better Sports Network here. He thinks that uh, come kickoff, this one might get pushed all the way to a pick'em, or even where it flips and the Browns are actually the favorites. He thinks that the sharp money is going to be coming in on the Browns. So I'm, I'm in on just betting the Browns to win outright at home. Uh, I mean, it's not crazy. I've, I've seen Deshaun Watson play at a high level for his, essentially his entire career outside of the short stint last year where he wasn't even allowed to be around the team. Uh, so, you know, there's a world where this Browns team is actually very good. I know we've been saying that it's possible for years and years, but, I mean, it, it is possible. And I'll tell you what, of the games on this slate, this game might have the most must-start players of any game. We're talking you're, you're starting Burrow, you're starting Watson, you're starting Jamar Chase, you're starting T. Higgins, you're starting Mari Cooper, you're starting Nick Chubb, you're starting yeah. Joe Mixon. Where you, where you drafted David Njoku, you're starting David Njoku. So, like, crazy. And, and I mean – you And DFS, you're probably playing Elijah Moore. Right. Just load the whole thing up, dude. Yeah. Elijah Moore, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones and Tyler Boyd, meh. And I'm not really – I'm not starting Irv Smith anywhere. It's just right. too – you know, you're just t- chasing touchdowns. And, and if you really want to win big money – you know, it's what is Irv Smith really? The upside for him is that he catches two touchdown passes, but he's not going to have a hundred yards, or, or you know, he's not yeah, going to. Yeah, I, crazy. I mean, unless he takes one. I mean, we, we've he obviously has the athletic ability to catch a ball and get a blocker. Next, you know, I mean, he's fast, right? He's a, he's an athletic right. tight end. So, but that's you're hitting. You're looking for the best. I think we saw that one against. Uh, Philadelphia last year, I think it was for when he was on Minnesota. He he caught a big touchdown because he he took it to the house himself. So right, uh, you know it's very very hard to, to peg the right time that Irv Smith's going to do anything. Yeah, before week. we move on, I'll tell you what. And David and Joku uh, and my tight end DFS article will come out tomorrow with all my picks. But here's a free one for everybody. David and Joku, I love the idea of him going up against the Bengals defense that lost both their starting safeties in free agency, both Jesse Bates and Vaughn Bell gone. They had to bring new guys in. Uh, you know, if he gets one or two down the seam at his price on, on DraftKings, it's like forty two hundred bucks, uh, easy money. So Njoku, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have some Njoku lines for sure. I already do. Yeah, I agree, I agree with you hundred uh, percent. Next game on the board: Jacksonville versus uh, the Colts. Here, three and a half uh, point road favorites is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Forty three and a half game total. This is another team that I've been pretty heavily invested in on the Jacksonville side. Uh, love myself some Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley. Uh, two guys that I've been looking to get as much as I can. Just got uh, them in auction leagues last night. I've been taking them in redraft. Calvin Ridley was a flag plant for me this year as well in the flag pant series and show that we did. So, uh, yes, I am a big fan of what Jacksonville can do. But, obviously, 
you know, all the lights can be on what is exactly is Anthony Richardson as a prospect at the quarterback position for both fantasy and reality. Yeah, I'm trying not to start Anthony Richardson where I have him. So, in fact, that league I talked about where I have – I talked about I have uh, Dalton Kincaid and Sam Laporta. I have Anthony Richardson and Jared Goff, and I'm actually – I drafted Richardson before Goff, but I'm starting Goff. I'm starting Laporta. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to see one game at least with Anthony Richardson. If he goes crazy, then I'm not going to be upset about it because I can start him for 16 more weeks. You know what I mean? Like I'll be fired up. Like that's the thing about it is that people worry about the one game there. You know, it'd be worse is if he just stinks and I wasted right. a draft pick. So I'll I'll happily root for him on my bench. I'll throw him in a DFS lineup and hedge my bets. Sure. But yeah, we're starting Trevor Lawrence. We're starting Calvin Ridley. I'm starting Christian Kirk is probably right on the line there. Um, full PPR, of course, makes it easier, but. He's one of those guys that, depending whether he's your wide receiver three or four, you don't have to start him, but I feel good about it. Uh, Michael Pittman is a guy that where I drafted him, I'm throwing him in there. Travis Etienne, you're starting. Evan Ingram, you're starting because, again, who else are you going to start? And then after that, we get into the range of, you know, do you feel the need to start a Colts running back? Zach Moss is now back at practice, which really throws a wrench in the whole thing. I was yeah. considering Deion Jackson. I got to move Deion Jackson right after the show. I got to move him down in the rankings now that, now that Zach Moss is practicing. Um, but, you know, a guy like Alec Pierce or Zay Jones, John, is that is that too fringe for you to start? I, in the I actually really like Alec Pierce. Um, I think if you're looking at this offense and they're going to they're gonna have to throw at least a little bit here. Uh, Pittman's the obvious one, but, I mean, there's a lot to like about Alec Pierce. I like the routes, the style of routes that he runs. I, I think he is athletic. He can make some plays. Feels like a guy that could be a safety valve for uh, safety out for Richardson here in this offense as well as a guy that kind of just settles down and makes the easy throw and can just get those targets and reception. So um, I do like Alec Pierce. I know he's had some drops issues, and that's why some yeah. people are down on him. And then they drop uh, Josh Downs, which some people kind of think is a, maybe a repetitive player in terms of like how where they're going to line up and routes run but um i'd be willing to give pierce the, the nod here uh yeah. again if you drafted him as a wide receiver three or a flex you could you could go there yeah i mean pierce like i'd rather have him on my bench but i'll throw him in dfs lineups. i mean this guy is six three runs a four four one and uh he, they've been all off season they've been like last so last year what happened with him is he had a couple drops he dropped a bad one off his face mask i think that was week one john in the in the end zone off the face mask uh, which was really rough. But uh, basically they had Pittman as not only the full-time player, but the guy playing the most snap, the highest snap share of any wide receiver in the league, like 97%. And then Paris Campbell was the full-time guy playing in the slot and moving outside. Now that Campbell's gone, Pierce has been in that role and they held both Pittman and Pierce out. When they when the starters were out, they held them both out and Josh Downs had to play, these other guys had to play. So I'm feeling pretty good about Alec Pierce potentially having an 80, 90% snap share, which with mm-hmm. his size and speed, who knows, right? Yeah. No, he's a guy that I've taken at the end of drafts in a lot of leagues, just kind of rising up my own personal draft board. Sure. Um, Cause I just like the prospect of profile. The guy that has already played in the NFL too. That's another thing. Like some of these rookies, you know, they do, some guys do need a time to adjust and, and figure it out. And Pierce already has that under his belt. Uh, so I, I could see him leaning with Richardson a little bit for sure. Uh, Bucks Vikings next game here. Uh, Vikings are giving six and a half, which honestly feels a little bit too low for me. Uh, 45 and a half game total. We got Jefferson, Hawkinson. I was the top two guys. Uh, Jordan Addison is obviously a super intriguing prospect. How quickly does he get involved? And as the question that you've been wondering all season, who is the number two target in mm-hmm. Minnesota? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, 
the reason that I still like Hawk, and I basically advise people out there, if you are looking for the safest possible tight end from that group, go with Hawkinson because that team, they went out, they got Josh Oliver, and they paid him a lot of money. Like he is the second highest paid free agent tight end. And they also have CJ Ham still. So I think that because they're going to use a second tight end, because you're going to use the fullback, it's going to highly consolidate targets among the top three targets. If he's a top two target, he has upside to be a top three tight end in fantasy football. But if he's the third target on the team, he's still going to be five, six, seven, somewhere in that range. So he's very, very safe. That That's why you went with Hawk. If you wanted to go high risk, high reward, you go with Waller. You just hope he leads the team in targets. But I mean, if you're already there, like now we're talking – when we do these shows, we're talking to people that have already drafted their teams, right? We're ready to rock and roll. And if you have JJ, you start him. If you have Hawk, you start him. If you have Godwin, you start him. Mike Evans, you start him. And, you know, unless they're somehow your fourth and fifth wide receiver, in which case, congratulations. But you're st- you drafted those guys to start him. The questions are Rashad White, Alexander Madison. Do you start those guys, John? If you had to start one of those two guys, which one would you like better? Probably Madison. Yeah, I think so too. Kind of, it's kind of tough though. We did get good news on the Rashad White front lately that the uh, David Canales, the offensive coordinator, came out and he goes, "This isn't like the Cowboys." I think referring to, I, mean, I don't know for sure, but I think he was referring to what it was like last year with Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard, sure. basically saying, "This isn't like the Cowboys where it's a one A one B. We have a one in Rashad White and then a bunch of guys that." will help fill in. Well, which... you know what happens is that fantasy Twitter is all in on Sean Tucker now. So everybody, mm-hmm. all you see on your timeline, everybody's timeline, everybody's looking for analysis is like, oh, don't forget this sleeper, Sean Tucker, Sean Tucker, Sean Tucker, mm-hmm. Sean Tucker, because he had a, a good rep in shorts during, you know, you know training <laughs> exactly. camp. And Rashad's White, like, I uh, know, it's clearly me. Did you not catch me? You see me catch like 60 passes as a rookie last year? Like, what are we talking about? So... That's what I'm saying. And I love when the coordinator comes out and says that too. He says, hey, by yeah. the way. Right. Yeah. By the way, like, this guy played over Leonard Fournette in a Tom Brady offense. I, I promise you it's Rashad White. And so. when he says that, it's so funny. When he says that, you look back and you say, yeah, sure. Like, of course you give – Sean Tucker was named the second running back. So, of course you want to have him take a couple handoffs with the first team in case something happens. Right? right. You take a couple handoffs. That doesn't mean that he's going to get handoffs during the game. That means that he might need to play with that team if something happens to the starter. So, in this case, yeah. luckily for us, before the start of the season, they came out and told us. Which you is know how many carries a game uh, Alexander Madison was getting behind Dalvin Cook? It was like three. three. Could very yeah. well be that case, you know. So for me, it's just more so I think the uh, – in this spot at least, I think Minnesota has more opportunities to score. Right. You know, you I – cut to the pride, which makes me feel better. I yeah, like that. Exactly. So uh, moving on to next game here, Titans-Saints. Saints are giving four to 41-and-a-half game total. Not, not great here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Henry, Chris Alave – uh, the top you know, stars, we'll say. Obviously, Derek Carr making his debut here. DeAndre Hopkins making his debut for the Titans. Uh, Jamal Williams going to be filling in for Alvin Kamara. You know, the question is, it's been very difficult to run against New Orleans now for what feels like a decade. If you have Derek Henry, you have to play him. But do you feel confident in playing Derek Henry this week? Yeah, it's tough, man, because they got some great players. Demario Davis. So, Demario Davis him and uh, so there's not only Derrick Henry, I'm also a Chig Okonkwo fan, but I have Chig in my weekly rankings pretty low and I'm not going to use him in DFS because not only DeMario Davis, but the Honey Badger over there, people forget Tyra Matthews over there. And uh, those guys make it real tough over the middle of the field for pass catchers. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't, you know, Derrick Henry doesn't really catch many passes anyway, but uh, it's just not going to be easy for Chig. I don't really like the matchup for, for them, but I mean, Derrick Henry's guy, you start, but maybe you don't play him in DFS. 
that's right. where I look at that. Or are you playing uh, as a contrarian play? Because I don't think many people will be in on him. Now, it's Derrick Henry. He's likely to go for 99 yards on a stiff arm touchdown as anybody in the league. So. I think I think in week one, though, it's hard to go with the contrarians. Like the, I think there's not enough people thinking the way you're thinking, John. Yeah, if you're remaxing, I would many, have Derrick Henry in one, yeah. probably. There's too many casual gamers that are just thinking Derrick Henry, and that's their sure. analysis. So I, I, I think it's that's a tough one in this one. Uh, Chris Olave, you obviously start. DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. I mean, I'm starting where I got him, and I, you know me, Joe. I'm all in on Michael Thomas, and Michael Thomas is all in on Michael Thomas. I mean, I've been seeing, you know, the articles coming out on him. Just the other day in practice, he went out and had 10 receptions in seven on sevens and 11 on 11s. They said he dominated practice. He just came out and said um, that, you know, he doesn't care what anyone says. All he cares about is being better than the guy across from him. And then he he had the the classic like Denny Carter style cryptic wide receiver tweet just today john yeah. not certain. did you see that one no i didn't but i'm not surprised it's a, uh yeah, let's see look, can't can't guard mike is his name on there right he uh he had a the tweet the, the most recent tweet was a picture of him with a visor on and it says revenge how i show my anger my facial expression ain't changing with the ninja emoji so Listen, Michael Thomas, Allen, the man had three touchdowns in three games last year it's it's health can yeah. he stay healthy and if he does Maybe we get 900 to 1,000 yards out of him, which would really change the dynamic of that offense uh, and make Derek Carr, who you and I have been big fans of, given where he's coming off the boards and ADPs, a uh, huge value. If now he's going to have a fully healthy Michael Thomas for a year and Chris Olave to throw the football to, I mean, that's a pretty dangerous-looking offense there for uh, for the Saints if that ends up holding true. If he gets hurt again, you know, you know now, you're, now you're again, you're looking at Chris Olave and then – John Johnson, Rashid Shahid, like not nothing special there as wide receiver yeah. twos. A, a core, a core of my DFS lineups is Michael Thomas. I'm getting them in a lot of them. I'm sure if you if you take Michael Thomas, like on DK for instance, Michael Thomas at 5100 and Amari Cooper at 5800, you can you can make a lot with that because you know these guys could end up being wide receiver ones this week, and the wide receiver ones are all priced at like seven thousand, eight thousand bucks. So. Uh, those are a couple I like. Juwan Johnson not starting. Jamal Williams, though, interesting. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think the, the red zone potential for him, as we saw last year, right. is uh, is pretty big there. Is, is Kendry Miller hurt or not hurt? I mean, every other day I'm hearing something different on this guy. Uh, he, I don't know. I, I thought it was a hamstring that he had. He was dealing with, right? So and Hurt and unhurt on so many occasions. Dude. I'm, I'm ready for him to be out and me to start Jamal Williams and then for Taysom Hill to score two rushing touchdowns. So mm-hmm. I don't even want to think about it. Let's go on to the next one. Uh, 49ers, Steelers here. Steelers giving two and a half on the road to Pittsburgh, which I think is a little interesting. Uh, 40 and a half game total here. You have obviously McCaffrey, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, Debo Samuel, Ayuk, Kittle, Fryermuth, Pickens, oh. and then two young quarterbacks, Purdy Pickett, going at it. Again, a lot of a lot of a lot of very interesting, talented players that yeah. I think their value stems on the quarterback play. Not to mention, these are also two pretty good defenses in Pittsburgh and, and San Francisco. So this is an interesting one, man, because you look at, and we'll talk about the next, the last game on the slate after this one uh, for the one o'clock games. But forty point over under is low, and there's a lot of players that are supposed to be fantasy relevant that are supposed to be must start. I mean, you just every player you just named. How many players did you just name? Like seven. Those yeah, are all must start like players from yeah. CMC all the way down to Frymuth, right? Uh, I mean, Pickens, I think it's a must star play. I mean, I, see, that's the thing is like, I don't know. Pickens and, and Deontay Johnson were being taken at the same time in ADP. So if you took Pickens, if you took Deontay Johnson, you took Pickens, 
you're you're playing them both. You're not just picking one or the other. So I'm starting Deontay Johnson for sure because I'm following the targets. Pickings to me, like when I do my drafts, I'm drafting for upside. And then when it comes to starting my lineup, I go for the weekly matchups. That's why I'm willing to draft Dalton Kincaid first or Anthony Richardson first, but but start a different player. So sure. I don't know. I would I would double check on some of these guys. Well, for me, it's just where you think about, you know, you're not your roster specifically, but if you're somebody that drafted a wide receiver and where at wide receiver right. 30, like you're playing, you don't have any, you drafted George Pickens to play George Pickens. Every That's week. right. Well, your, your bench. That's what my advice would be. Let's see, see who you got, right? If, right. if, you, if you, you don't feel strongly between your wide receiver three and your wide receiver four, just know that the people that, you know, know these games best are looking at this game and saying, this is not going to be a high scoring game. Like obviously sure. you start CMC and Najee Harris and those guys. And, you know, if Kittle's going, you got to start Kittle because who else are you going to start? And probably fire me too, because who else are going to start? But with some of these guys might look at it and say, hey, you know what, maybe I'll chase upside elsewhere. So just keep that in mind. But you're right, John, people that started George Pickens did it because they believe in George Pickens. And maybe what, maybe what those folks should be doing is hey, sprinkle a little money on the over on this game. Sure. If you look at all these fancy relevant assets and you think this is going to be that kind of game, then four and a half is it, not. It can still be an under and Pickens can go 60 and a touchdown, right? Like, yes. So, which would pay off his tag. So, if it's, but yeah, that's the thing is that you got to look at it this way. If Pickens, like, the, there's only going to be so many touchdowns in this game if, if, if Vegas is right. So, yeah. you know, if, if Pickens is scoring one and it feels like Pickens is most likely one. to score a touchdown of the Steelers yeah. to me. Now, now let me, well, he is the contested catch guy. So that definitely helps him out. Uh, of any of, uh, of the, either of these quarterbacks, if you had to pick one to start in this game, were you going to start uh, Kenny Pickett or Brock Purdy? Going? I'm going to start Kenny Pickett. Uh, again, one was a first round pick. One was the last pick in the draft. I understand, uh, that they end up having two completely different rookie seasons. Um, but I think this is going to be a tough spot for, for Purdy going into Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh defense is pretty solid. You look at the Pittsburgh home road splits, that defense, the last couple of years, their defense at home has been very good sack wise to get at their quarterback. They have Watt. um, you know, so I, I'm going to go pick it here in this spot over Purdy if I had to pick one. Obviously, I, I'm a little worried about both guys, but I, yeah. I, I am more bullish on Pickett, I think, than Purdy this year. Yeah, one, one last question on this one before we move on. If you So I actually do like the Steelers here. Um, mm-hmm. I lo- If I want to lay the money, if I want to take the Steelers here, do I bet the money line or do I take the two and a half points? What would you do in that situation, John? Um, We're looking at, uh, let's see, I'll pull it up here. I mean, it, probably the money line. If you take the yeah, if you take this two and a half, it's minus one ten. If you take the money line, it's minus it's plus one twenty. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, mean, I guess take so the, I, think I, guess take the the point. I guess I take the points. I actually, I get yeah, plus one twenty. Actually, it's probably worth taking the points. Yeah, I would I would agree with you. If it was maybe one forty, I would I would go the other way. But right. one twenty, I take the points. Uh, Cardinals versus Washington. Here, I've said this a lot. Um, you don't even have on our, on our show prep sheet anybody listed I did, for playable I players. Uh, Washington is giving six, though. This is a 39-and-a-half game total. Again, I think more so because I don't think Cardinals are going to score in, or, or, or have score many points in this game here. Um, I do think this is probably the only time that you can play some Washington players. Um, I do like Jahan Dotson. We'll see if McLaurin plays. I think Sam Howell is a viable play this week against the Cardinals, especially in DFS where he's $4,900. 
Brian Robinson feels pretty good here against Arizona. Yeah. Again, Arizona trade away Isaiah Simmons. They lost Chandler Jones to the Raiders in the offseason. Like they lost some big defensive pieces, even though Isaiah Simmons had a down year. The athletic profile and his ability to cover tight ends was pretty there. And Chandler Jones has been, I think, what, he leads the league in total sacks over the last like five years. He's gone now. So I do think there's some viable Washington plays here. And I mean, Washington defense feels good. Yeah, Commander's defense is must start in, in all formats, DFS and regular formats. Terry, with Terry McLaurin out, I'm not sure there's, you know, Brian Robinson and James Conner, those guys, of course, are if you're in a deep league and you need them, you already know that, right? Like, you know where you need these guys. You're not going to go and put James, you're going to put Brian Robinson in over Najee Harris or somebody else that you had slated in there. So that's why for me, I'm just like, looking, I'm like, is there a must start here? And here's the the concern I have for the last two games we talked about, both the Saints game, uh, the Titan Saints and the 49ers Steelers. Those games are set at 41, four, you know, 40 and a half. This game set at 39 and a half. So they look at that 49ers Steelers game and they look at this game and they believe there's going to be one more point scored. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I don't love it for DFS. That's for sure. And, but you know, you start you guys, we got to start your guys, but I'm just saying, keep that in mind that they expect this game, which is supposed to be very bad. They're expecting just as many points in those other games, you know, like 40.5. Right. That's, if the score is, if the score is twenty-one to twenty-four, that blows that out of the water. You know what sure. I mean? That's how low. I can see this being a twenty-four-seven game. This game, yeah, you can see Washington crushing, right? And yeah, that's why we like it goes under. You see Washington right. score three scores, and, and you get your fancy points. Right. And I think whether you like Brian Robinson or Antonio Gibson from week to week is going to depend on that because, yeah. and 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 just for those out there, we like to cover all spectrums. Earlier, I said if you're playing in a pick a uh, one of those pick'em leagues, survivor leagues. Uh, where you pick a game, and if you you get to pick the right team, you move on, and if you don't, you don't. If you want to get cute, this is the game to pick. You pick Washington. Their schedule, it, John. How bad is their schedule? It's like terrible, right? Like, when are you going to use Washington again? So, if you want to get cute, you use Washington here against the Cardinals and hope you get away with it. If you want to be as safe as possible, you pick the Ravens over the Texans, right, John? Yeah. No, I. I mean, listen. These are the two that I picked. Because uh, this is, we looked at the schedule. This is about the only time I think you'd use Washington all season long for the most pretty much. So uh, if you want to, you know, knock out a weak team that maybe you have a great opportunity here, I think Washington is the spot. Baltimore is the guy probably going to be the chalk of the week uh, for those survivor picks. And obviously, you know, those who, do, who don't want to risk getting knocked out of their survivor right. pool in week one. But I just, I just don't see how Arizona comes on the road in week one. Again, it's the 39-game total, but Washington is almost a touchdown favorite. So right. That, that right there tells you, I think, the story of this one. Um, yeah, so give me give me Washington here in a, in a survivor pool. And I do think I would play the Washington side of this game. We don't even know the quarterback's going to be for the Cardinals. James Conner could be a play from a volume standpoint and then a checkdown standpoint, too. Um, I think that there's some potential for him because they do throw him the football. And I think you could see whoever the quarterback is throw him the football in this yeah. game as check down. So he would be the only one on the Cardinal side that I would play. Now, yeah. And but before we move on to the four o'clock games, I will say I'm very interested to see who gets the targets. I, I, think, I don't think Zach Ertz is going to play. So I want to see, are we going to get a potentially viable, even just a DFS play out of Rondell Moore, Mike Williams, or Mike Wilson, sorry, Mike Wilson, or, uh, Trey McBride and I, I have a lot of Michael Wilson, the rookie for the Cardinals. Uh, so he's the one I'm rooting for. But again, 
after this week, we go back and look at the data and I will, in my snap count articles and everything we do, I'll unbiasedly report on who I believe will be the guy. But I'll tell you right now, I'm fantasy wishing it to be Michael Wilson. Sure. Uh, moving on over now, you said the four o'clock games, Packers, Bears. Bears are given two and a half, 44 and a half game total. Uh, obviously, the Jordan Love era begins here with Green Bay. Justin Fields, can he repeat and even uh, you know advance what we saw from him last year now that they got him DJ Moore? Um, I do think that these are some pretty interesting spots to target. I, I like a lot of the guys I, on the Bears side. I am obviously a little bit bullish on Fields. I do like DJ Moore. I talked a lot about that. Getting Justin Fields a legitimate pass catching option, I think, can only further his production. So I'm in on Fields and Moore on the Packers side. I, I think Christian Watson is playable. The running back situation is something I'd like to see. How does A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones play out now that Aaron Rodgers is no longer there? Yeah, and again, this is one where I was off DJ Moore until like if you if you're on when you seem to have this ability to not only identify the the mobile QBs that are worth that are going to you know become full time QBs, but also when it's worth taking the pass catcher. So I actually did sprinkle some DJ Moore in, even though I was kind of off him for a while there. Uh, I do like him, especially in best ball. I mean, at any given time, this guy can break off a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the most interesting thing from this game is not necessarily from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, it's from the just the when I look at the line, like, isn't this supposed to be there's all this the hoopla about Justin Fields and, you know, the changing of the guard and Aaron Rodgers being gone. Isn't this supposed to be the Bears like glow up era? It's They're not even getting the full three points at home, John. Right. Uh, I mean, I think that there's still some questions around the offense that people are worried about. Again, the running game for them outside of field still feels like is it, it, it's determined on who the expected back is going to be in Herbert, but they have three guys back there and we don't know necessarily who's going to be the most successful one there. There are a lot of people that aren't believers in Justin Fields throwing the football, even though last year during the second half of that season, he had like a 65% completion percentage throwing to, who was it like it was like Dante Pettis on that team and like Nikhil mm-hmm. Harry like Mooney was hurt you know like you know Equinemius Equin- St. Brown Equinemius St. Yeah, Brown is playing big like, snatchers yeah. he had no receivers now this year he's going to go into a year with DJ Moore a healthy Darnell Mooney Cole Komet and God willing Chase Claypool you know and right, and, right. and it just really boosts up his his pass catchers here guys that can separate that can make catches and help him out again last year Jalen Hurts wasn't the most accurate passer but what did he have. He had ridiculous receivers in H.A. Brown and Devonta Smith that helped them out. And I think that D.J. Moore can help them out. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's interesting. I'm willing to see what Love and Watson can be here because I do have shares of Watson where he's gone in drafts. And, and I think that uh, if he can stay healthy, he's a, he's a big playmaker that can uh, can be a fantasy player for sure. Yeah, Chase Claypool, I don't know what's going on with him, man. He, he's, he's been questionable all preseason. All, yeah, just crazy. So, I mean, maybe Darnell Mooney in a lineup. We got a guy, a question real quick in the chat. Ryan B. wants to know, start two RBs, Dalvin Cook, James Cook, Javante Williams, Cam Akers. That's kind of a spicy one. Uh, I'm trying to avoid Dalvin Cook if I can. I actually might start James Cook and Cam Akers. What do you think, John? Uh, I'm actually going with the last of you listed, Javante Williams and Cam Akers. Javante Williams. He shouldn't. He had five catchers in the preseason game. That he so played. that's what I was saying. I was I drafted the day after that. I went and drafted him in a league, and now I'm seeing too much. You no, know, what what are we? Game. What have we talked about here? What what is it that we've been on the, the field matters more than the than what people not, are saying? Not only that, Joe Lombardi. The Joe Lombardi offense throws to the running back. But we're talking. I mean, for season long, I'm liking it. But for week one, 
Why? He's going to go out there. Know, he's going to play. They, they've already uh, said he's going to play. It's the Raiders. Like, I I, I trust Javante Williams and Cam Akers there over Dalvin Cook, who's barely played this entire preseason due to the shoulder. I like James Cook a lot. You can talk me into James Cook over one of the two, but I think week one, no Cooper Cup. You're going to have Cam Akers against Seattle. Yeah, we ran over 100 yards in the, in the week 18 against them. And I am, for fantasy points, Javante Williams is going to get his fantasy points whether rushing or in the receiving game, and he probably scores a touchdown in this game. Well, there you have it, Ryan. You got to wake up Sunday morning, take a sip of that coffee with with, and you got to decide if you want Kalua in your coffee with James Cook, or sorry, Kalua in your coffee with Javante Williams and Cam Akers, or if you just want to uh, play it safe with James Cook and Cam Akers. But I don't know. Javante is definitely the upside play. I will say that, but he's yeah. also you know we know the floor of guys that are coming in and. You know, are being so easy, I would agree with you if he wasn't already playing in the preseason. I know. I'm That's telling it. you, they if the he wasn't is, playing in the preseason, I would JK Dobbins didn't play in the preseason, Reese Hall hasn't played in the preseason. These guys who aren't playing, then I'm worried. But he's no, out there. He's been Dobbins out there for the coming off shoulder surgery too. So he's not he's not completely, you sure. know, free. And he's had he's had 19 shoulder surgeries. I was gonna say well, a guy with his history of shoulder injuries. Right. So um, I'm just saying that when if Javante Williams plays 12 snaps in a preseason game. Don't be surprised if he plays 12 snaps in this game. And man, maybe he gets five targets. I, I, I hope he plays more than that. Um, okay, so. we got a couple minutes left. Let's kind of burn through this a little quickly. Yeah. Devontae Adams in or out? Yeah, oh, in everywhere. Have to be in, right? Have to Adams, be in. So Raiders-Broncos, Adams-Jacobs are in everywhere. And yeah. Cortland Sutton also everywhere. Everyone else, I'm scared. Even Dulcich. I like I'd Marvin rather Mims. see one. I like Marvin Mims if, if Judy's out. DFS. DFS for sure. Yeah. He's three. He's like three thousand dollars. That's what I'm saying. I, I think he plays with no Judy, and then obviously Jacoby Myers. I think is pretty interesting as well. Yeah. All right. uh, Dolphins Chargers here. Chargers giving two and a half. It's a fifty and a half game total. Uh, you start the quarterbacks. Eckler, Tyreek. I mean, this is an all star game. You play everybody, right? right? Everybody. You, uh, nobody you're saying. Jalen Waddle. Be just monitor Jalen Waddle. Make sure he's a full go. But I think he. I think he's he's set to be. So you start Herbert, Tua, Eckler, Tyreek, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jalen Waddle. And I'm starting Raheem Mostert like all over the place. Yeah. What if Devin uh, A-Chain is healthy for this one? Dude, I don't care. I mean, would, you play? I mean, no, then, would you have any interest? I mean, they're, oh, they're D- the two running backs. So. DFS, I think, is where you where you go with that. Okay. Yeah, because the, the fact that he's now been cleared all of a sudden, right, and Wilson's on IR, it's like, oh, Devin A-Chain might actually get a role right away in week one. So. Exactly. I'm, I'm not starting Gerald Everett. I'm not starting Quentin Johnston, so don't worry about those guys. Uh, no. uh, Eagle fact- Patriots here. Patriots given four, 45 and a half. We can't play Tom Brady, even though he'll be in the stadium. Uh, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, uh, good for you here. Yeah, and Dallas Goddard, too. I mean, okay. there's again, the, the with the tight end landscape the way it is, you, you feel pretty so good about having Dallas Goddard. Him. Kyle Ducker has been a pretty good uh, cover guy for tight ends. I don't like any on the Patriots offense. I don't think I'd no. you draft Mon- the Ryder Stevenson, you have to play him, but you didn't draft anybody else in New England high enough that they're a must play. Yeah. So if you're in a very a, a league with a ton of wide receiver spots and flexes, maybe you start Juju, but like Juju is not a guy you start in DFS. He's no. just listen, I hope I'm wrong. We're Patriots fans. I hope I'm wrong. I also think uh this is a very interesting week to figure out the Eagles running back situation. Yeah. Yeah, no, we'll, not, we'll I'm not right. going to try and guess it. So I like Kenneth Gainwell, but I'm not going to try and guess. So I don't like starting him, but I would yeah. like to see what happens. I like to see what happens. Exactly. Ram Seahawks, Seahawks given five and a half, 47 and a half game total here. Metcalf, lock it, locks in. Uh, JSN, maybe he plays. Love Cam Akers, definitely a start for me. Yeah. Want to see what happens with the running back situation. Kenneth Walker versus Zach Charbonnet, how they roll it up. I think Kenneth Walker is a must start where you drafted him. You find a. 
I, I just have a hard time thinking. I don't really draft Kenneth Walker much, but where he's going, it's like you said, John, if you drafted him, you're putting him in, if you're not putting him at RB2, you're putting him at flex. Right. I mean, especially in the matchup versus this Rams team that, geez, I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, not could could be pretty bad. And also, if you went yin and yang tight end, Tyler Higby, he's, even though I don't like him in a vacuum, football's not played in a vacuum, so should be fairly safe. Who can Nakua in a DFS lineup? In a DFS lineup for sure. Uh, Sunday night football, Cowboys, Giants here. Uh, three Cowboys are giving three as a road favorite. 47 game total here. Uh, Darren Waller's debut with the Giants. Of course, we know Cowboys here. Tony Pollard, CeeDee Lamb leading the way. Start uh, thoughts? Start, start right. Dak, start Lamb, start Pollard, start Barkley, start Waller. Start Daniel Jones if you have to. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Cooks. All systems go. Love Brandon Cooks here. I also yeah. love uh, Jalen Hyatt. Again, I want to see who breaks out of this wide receiver group from uh, from uh, the Giants here. Uh, no Waller's going to be locked in, but someone's going to break out as that number one. Jay- Jalen Hyatt showdown slate. I could see yep. if anyone's going to have a 60-yard touchdown, it'll be Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Tolbert, not for me. Do you like Jalen Tolbert? No. And don't start Jake Ferguson. Like, you know, I'm good. I'll set yeah. on all that. Yeah, play play Brandon Cook. It's two wide receiver sets in that offense. Gallup's still there, too. So, like, he'll play over Tolbert. Monday night, uh, wrap it up, John. Under yeah. the lights in New York City on 9-11. Aaron Rodgers coming to town. Start Bills the flyovers, baby. Bills Jets. Bills are giving a point, which seems – Interesting. Yeah. Uh, over under is forty six here. You have the the Aaron Rodgers debut. Break it down for me, Coop. Where are we going? Starting Allen, starting Diggs, starting Garrett Wilson. After that, not many must starts. I'll tell you this: don't start uh, Tyler Conklin under any circumstances. Uh, he in three games against this team when Matt Milano and Jordan Poyer are healthy, two of those games he had one catch for seven yards in each of the games. Like it's just Tyler Conklin's out. Gabe Davis, Dalton Kincaid, take stabs on them if you want in DFS. Kincaid, you're probably you might have to start in some spots. Kincaid should be on waivers in no leagues. And if you had, you know, if you got all these guys with injuries, get them in there, right? So Kincaid is worth a worth a stab. Gabe Davis worth a stab. Alan Lazard chasing touchdowns. But besides that, there's not a lot of like must starts. And I'm trying to avoid the running backs if I can, John. I don't know. Brees Hall or Dalvin Cook. Who do you like better? Like Alvin? Dalvin Cook. Dalvin okay. Cook. Okay. Yeah, that's where I'm going because they and Aaron Rodgers brought him here. That's that's my take. Aaron Rodgers wanted Dalvin Cook. I think uh, we'll be slight. interested to see how it breaks out. Also, I bet the Bills here. The Jets uh, defense is coming out there saying that they're going to be like the the 86 beers. They're saying they're going to be the best defense of all time here. Uh, the Bills are definitely – I'm betting the Bills minus one in this game. Hey, everybody, if you uh, enjoyed the show, my lineups, uh, my uh, week one rankings are all available on Fantasy Alarm right now for Fantasy Alarm members. They will be updated routinely. I'm going to move Deion Jackson down right after the show. So go get that all pro membership. It's 40% off for the annual right now. Get in there and I, you'll, you'll have my lineup, all my stuff every single week. Watch yep. the show or just pull it right from the uh, the website. Yep. Give us a follow on Twitter at Coop A Fiasco at Jam 777. Get in the Discord if you're not yet an all pro member. We're in there answering your questions. Stay tuned. Alarm Fantasy Football coming up next.